What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Multi Goodness Podcast, where we talk all things beer. I am one of your hosts, Chris Tooten, sitting next to the one and the only Kyle Benke. How you doing today, Kyle? I'm doing wonderful. I'm super excited about this episode. This so is a I. one of our very special episodes where we feature a beer from around the world. So the country we are featuring today is Italy. Yeah, excited about this one. So we're bringing, am, we're bringing it back to Europe. I know last time we started in Europe, we did we did England, and then we went to Japan, Japan. and now we're bringing it back to Italy, which we're trying to kind of feature beers that aren't the traditional, I guess, the, the, the ones you would typically think of. So before we get started, however, I want to remind you that you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or... On one of our social channels, Multi Goodness on Facebook and at Multi Goodness Podcast on Instagram. Kyle, what are we drinking today? So you actually picked this guy up. Um, it's San Gabriel, if you want to be fancy, or San Gabriel, um, and it's their Am Ambra Rosa. Ambra Rosa. Ambra Rosa. I just wanted to sound really fancy yeah. there. Um, We're probably still saying it wrong. So it's a beer brewed with red chicory yeah which so that, i'm pretty excited about that's that's what i was drawn to obviously i'm looking I'm, I'm constantly looking for beers around the world i feel like um every now and then you can find them i feel like peroni was the easy go-to for italy but i wanted to try something that was maybe a little bit different so uh just just a little information on this as well it's a red amber color um with caramel and vegetable signs it actually so says that on the yeah, bottle. Yeah. Oh, nice. What what size is that bottle? I notice it's a it's a very tall bottle. It's different than sixteen point nine ounces. Okay, which is uh, interesting. Like a... And five point five uh, percent. They've got the commas on everything. That's how mm-hmm. you know it's European. So go and crack that bad boy, and we'll get into it. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. All right. So I, all right, all right, all right. I kind of hear. I I kind of feel like this is definitely going to be a. a different italian beer than what i'm used to i've had peroni before and that's a my pores today beer. yeah I, you got a oh wow you got what, like a four finger on that one yeah <laughs> oh, three and a half three finger um so yeah this is a very tall bottle so the the label isn't is really to me like kind of really unique on this one it's kind of reminiscent of like a wine bottle in a way i kind of feel like it's it's yellow which isn't reminiscent but it's yellow with <laughs> touches of maroon garnet. maroon garnet yep yeah and but very like it doesn't have art if you will on it it's very stoic very says san gabriel busco abbey at the top um has the ambra rosa di traviso i sound very italian when you I say do that um it looks like it's 5.5 percent alcohol by volume speak italian to me i'm not I'm just kidding <laughs> I'm not the one that speaks Italian, but it does tell me to keep it in a cool, dry place. But um, and then at the very top, it also has the kind of had the seal going across. If you notice before you uh, cracked it, kind of the yeah. seal going across. Almost the like a like how you have on champagne or wine. Yeah, um, just a you know a nice like paper seal at the top. Kind of. I kind of feel like on. you see that with a lot of you know we're used to American beers, especially craft beers, but I don't even know if this is intended to be. I actually did notice that they had a blonde ale. San Gabriel had a Blondale as well, where I picked this up. 
Um, so I don't know if this is intended to be just a craft beer. I feel like in Europe they look at beer as just like a hey, this is a this type of beer. This is a this type of you know this is a yeah. blonde ale. This is a brown ale. This is a Belgian ale. Like they don't look at it as like a craft beer. They just look at it as a thing they do. It's a so. beer. Yeah. What about aroma? Yeah, I uh, I get a lot of grain or malty smell. Like it's very grain in aroma. Definitely, it kind of has that um, traditional of a Munich style Märzen beer, mm-hmm. German style. Yep. That's kind of what I get, which is I feel like with a lot of the European styles, that's really what it's all about. While Italy didn't have the exact same Reinheitsgebot that Germany had, they had, they definitely had their. I have to say, I I, I have to try and throw in my little plugs for my European <laughs> languages that I do speak, but they um. Very, it's very malt forward. Not about the hops, more about the malt itself, and so that's definitely what I get in the aroma. Yeah, it definitely comes through in the taste as well, which I just took a taste of. Um, it's very, it it almost reminds me of like a dunkel, like a German dunkel. Um, which you say dunkel, so let's talk about color real quick. Sure. Because I want to get back to taste, but yes, it is amber in color, which, yes. as the name implies, ambra rosa. Amber. Ambra rosa. So that tells me rosa. I imagine means red. Yeah. So ambra, a red sounds amber. like amber. Yep. So, so it's it it stays true to his name. I would. I'm I'm going into this thinking kind of like amber. So I feel like that's what I'm going into, and that's what I get on flavor as well. That it kind of has that very red, amber, malty, which I feel like even in American beers, um, ambers are traditionally more a little more malty than uh, hoppy. Yeah. So. I definitely uh, get it. Shout out to my wife, Kelly. She loves ambers. She loves the multi taste. And I, you know, I feel like she would like this one. She would really like this one. Um, yeah, I, I, I really think that it reminds me a lot of German beer, honestly. Um, it does, which is it? interesting. So the way they describe it on the back um, is that it's a red amber color with persistent foam, delicate caramel, and vegetable signs. Round and malt made body in tune with the noble bitterness of radicchio. Light sparkle, grassy and soft aftertaste. So the reference to radicchio is interesting. That's like a lettuce. Yeah. So I'm like thinking like, all right, well, that's interesting. But the caramel, I get it. Like this is very reminiscent of the the caramel malts that are used in a lot of a lot of brews, especially in European ones and mm-hmm. German ones. Well, I just pulled it up on rape beer as well. And okay. uh, some of the, you know, about the beer section is, is it talks about the, the toasty malt, clearly fruity presence of... Um, cherries raisins and peaches which i don't actually pick up on as much but i do i mean i think the malt kind of overpowers you definitely have to dig deep and we the in the last episode we did we talked a lot about adjuncts and so i feel like if you think of this as like a beer that when you're trying to pick out flavors you're actually trying to pick out literal flavors it does get a little bit hard but so the the flavors that you talk about with the the was it peach raisin and um apricot? peach raisin and cherry cherry i you almost you definitely have to dig deep for it but i kind of like that it's almost mm-hmm. like an easter egg hunt in a way but chicory is the one i'm trying to go back to it like chicory when i think of that i feel like root beer comes to mind yeah. i know that's sarsaparilla but i don't know that's a completely <laughs> different one but i'm trying to pick out that note as well uh give it the mouthwash test uh let it swish around a little bit i actually picked up a tiny bit more fruit flavor when i did the mouthwash 
Oh yeah, um, no, you definitely you do. Kind of pull out the malt a little bit than you do from the flavor. Oh, you definitely so. do. Um, yeah, that's that's a. Good I do. Choice. I do get the hint of cherry and a slight hint of peach. I raisin not so much, but um, maybe that's what they were going for with like the kind of wine aesthetic with you know Italy kind of going with that dried grape kind of feel. You definitely get the which I don't even I didn't even think of that with Italy. I feel like. This has to be from where in Italy is this from? It has to get the qualities of a um, I don't want to say a wine, but it does have to pull out something because that is a wine region. Obviously, Italy is um, where this comes from. So you, it has to pull out some of those qualities. I feel like you're going to get a lot of the vegetal, which they even say that it has vegetable signs on it. So I'm wondering if that means almost like the you're really pulling out some of the qualities of the malts where they're where they're from um i definitely get the with the the mouthwash test like that we've we've named it that now this is all awesome. patented we've patented it no, but uh i definitely do get more flavor when I, I i get more qualities of the beer itself and i feel like i even get some qualities that are not I, I do put this almost close to that German style beer, which mm-hmm. comes a lot from the fact that it neighbors Switzerland to the north, a lot of the Bavarian countries to the north. So there, but I do kind of pull out some qualities that are Italian in this beer, and so maybe it really is that the grape wine, the vineyardness of it is coming out a little bit. But um, are you able to find out any more information if we do some some quick Google research? No, I was just pulling it up on Untapped. Actually, I don't know if you want. We can kind of transition a little bit. Um, what I mean, are the masses saying? So about the, this it beer? has almost sixteen hundred reviews at the time of recording, and it, and they're giving it three point four five caps out of five. Okay. Um, the interesting thing that I kind of was uh, a little bit thrown off by was that it says on Rape Beer and Untapped that it is a no IBU beer. That's really interesting. Yeah. But they list hops. I mean... In the ingredients. So, I will say, beer does not have to have hops. Or beer beers do not have to have hops in them. Um, bittering agents can, be, can come in any form or fashion. And so, it could be that they did not include hops in this beer, which I know they said they did, but, but at the same time, you can have a you could put hops in at the very end of a brew and it becomes it could still be zero ibu because you get you get ibu by adding hops at the beginning of the boil but you could add that chicory could be what they're using as their bittering aspect because that is a root chicory is a root so therefore that could be what they're using as the bittering agent here which in in other european brews we've had which we've we've talked about maybe we did banana bread beer on here but I'm sure we've both had it like a German brew, a Meritzen brew, something yep. like that. Hop isn't the main what you're tasting. Like it, it's there. You wouldn't know it. It's there though. And so I feel like maybe that's what they did with this one is they didn't use much hop. They used the red chicory to kind of give it that. It's like a balance thing, uh, salty and sweet. Like that's mm-hmm. what you have to do with most of these brews. So maybe they kind of went that that route. So yeah, it's uh. It, it's really interesting. I think it it kind of makes me feel at home being from, you know, Wisconsin, which is a lot of German roots True. and having a, a ton of German beers readily available. Um, it, it makes me feel nice and warm inside, which 
um, is interesting because it's from Italy. And so, we, you know, you kind of have a connotation with, you know, what a beer from Italy would taste like as to what a beer from Germany would taste like. But in fact, it's actually very similar in this case. I'm thinking maybe, I mean, I could easily envision, I've never had the pleasure of going to Italy, but I could see myself drinking a good number. Of, I mean, not a good number. Oh, a 12 pack of these. No, I could see myself drinking, you know, a few of these just sitting along the coast watching, watching the Amalfi Coast a little bit, you know, if you yeah. will. I could see myself drinking a few of these. Like this is definitely a European beer that you can kind of drink with family drink with friends you know when you're just having a good you know kind of enjoying yourself drink with like a charcuterie board in tow because i mean this it's kind of a easy light-bodied beer yeah um i feel like for the traditional craft beer drinker they're gonna look at this as like a light beer not very much flavor but it's just a different you have to remember that's why we feature these brews on this section of the podcast because we want to be able to show that Beer doesn't have to be super hoppy. doesn't have to have a lot of these different flavors to be a very good beer. And I feel like this one has a lot of good malty backbone that lends to other, like, you have to remember, I feel like Italian, they look at that as like, let's try these with other things. Let's complement the food we're eating. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I, exactly like you said, I could see myself sitting like outside in Italy, having a couple glasses of this, maybe some hors d'oeuvres or some, you what know, cured is? meats, cheeses, yeah. stuff like that. Just hanging out, enjoying some you know, some company. Yeah. So, um, overall, uh, what, what would you, any final thoughts before we kind of wrap up at so all? So final thoughts, I would, again, not my go-to beer, mm-hmm. but I do look at this. I compare it to a Amber Ale, would mm-hmm. be, um, which I really like Amber Ales. That's a good style for me. And I feel like this is a, I'd give it a 3.5 out of five. Not, it's just, you know, it's not 100% my style. I feel like this, for what they did, they did a good job. This yeah. is probably the best Italian beer I've ever had, now that I think about it. Like, I'm not a big fan of Peroni. Is there... There's another one. There's another one as well, yeah. I can't, think of well. I can't think of the name right now. But, but my favorite Italian beer I've had, so that's saying a lot. Um, yeah, I think anybody who really likes the more multi-forward, um, you know, multi-backbone beers such as Ambers or you know, some of your traditional German beers. I think this is the beer for you. Um, Kelly, you should try this. Uh, but Definitely. yeah, I think it, I think it's a really good solid beer. Um, and, and I feel like if we found it here in Georgia, you can find it pretty much anywhere in yeah. the States. It looks like it's distributed based on the back of the bottle. It looks like it is distributed by, there's an American company in Florida that's doing a lot of their distribution in okay. the States. Yeah. So it looks like you should be able to find it. So definitely check it out. Um, it, I do say we should go to Italy though. Yeah. And check it out locally. Yeah, don't let's you do agree? it. So, beer around the world, Italy. Yeah. Did a, a cheers to you, San cheers Gabriel. Cheers to San Gabriel. Thank you for joining us on this very special episode of Multi Goodness Beers Around the World. As always, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or our social channels at Multi Goodness on Facebook or at Multi Goodness Podcast on Instagram. And as always, we post episodes every Saturday. Chris, any final words before we end the episode? Well, Cal, I speak the first most Italian, so I'll be your escort. Cheers. Cheers.